that's a good point that you've raised and I wish I could say I was one of those people but I value my sleep a lot and I <laughs> hello everyone and welcome to at WCSU the podcast that spreads the good word about Western Connecticut State University today we're talking with a couple of top students now Pete and I interview a lot of excellent students on at WCSU it's really fun and it's impressive to learn about how they go about approaching academics and life in ways, by the way, that Pete and I were woefully unprepared for when we were in college. <laughs> That's accurate, right, Pete? Absolutely. You know, I'm not proud of it, but I did not take the same approach these students do. I mean, there's no question I could have achieved a 4.0 GPA and had lots of internships and changed people's lives while still in college. I just didn't get around to it. <laughs> is, is that your story, Pete? Uh, yeah, I did plenty while I was here. Um, but it was all very narrowly focused, and it was all very, um, certainly not selfish, but but very inward. It was all my my little track and my, you know, mm-hmm. kind of what I was doing. I wasn't that worried about other people outside of myself. I wasn't really thinking very long term, you know, and the, the, the two students we interviewed for this show, it was shocking to me how it, it, it sounds cheesy, but how inspiring they were. Like I, I left both yes. of those conversations ready to go out and like, you know, mm-hmm. do things and, and change things. And it made me not in a bad way, but it made me feel so you know, like, like, like I'm wasting my time. Like I could be doing so much more with myself. And it was just, it was really nice to to see that and be inspired by that. And both yes. in very different ways too, um, because exactly. they, they come from very different backgrounds and they're in very different places in their lives, but they're both right here, right now, you know, graduating college. So it's, it's right. really fascinating. <laughs> I mean, I worked in my junior and senior year in college. I worked pretty hard too, but it was, inward like you say trying to improve myself not helping others particularly and i didn't work as hard as they did you know i worked pretty hard but not like at the pace they are yeah they have done it's just incredible anyway they're both also recipients of the henry barnard award which is given to two exceptional graduating westcon students every year and uh, i'll tell you their names one is Bakhtor Izad, who's a political science major, and the other is Isaac Jean-Pierre, a business management major. As Pete said, they both have radically different stories, but they both devoted themselves to doing everything they could while here at Westcon. So let's start with start. So let's start with Bakhtor, who goes by Baki. Okay, Baki, we asked you on this podcast because you were one of the two Barnard Award winners from Western Connecticut State, which means you're one of the two top students, seniors at the university. Mm -hmm. So that must feel pretty good, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Trying not to let it get to my head. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't really a huge surprise, though, was it? Uh, To anybody around you, you have taken full advantage of everything Westcon has to offer, it looks like to me. 
I've tried to. I mean, I couldn't have done this without an amazing network of people. And so it was a surprise to me, I will say, because, you know, I, I, I just, I would, there are just so many lovely people here. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I didn't, I didn't know it could have, it could have been anybody. And I'm just very thankful and grateful that it was me. I'm truly honored. But like I said, it was the network of people that I have. They're just so wonderful. Um, the resources here at WCSU are just absolutely phenomenal and, and have gotten me to where I want to be. <laughs> You're right. There is a good network here, but I was looking through your resume that you submitted for the Barnard award process and All right. You've done just about everything you can possibly do here, except maybe try out as quarterback of the football team. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've I've tried to at least every year uh, take uh, advantage of the opportunities here. Um, I'm a first generation college student, and you know, being a child of immigrants, it's it was truly an honor to and a privilege to even come to college. Mm-hmm. So, um, and my parents have always been supportive of me and have been very encouraging to take um, and seize opportunities that I have. Um, not necessarily be the top student, but be the best that I could possibly be. Mm-hmm. And so, um, a lot of this really came from my experience of being a first generation college student and understanding that. Other students need resources. Other, stud- other students are looking for resources. So I really wanted to be that resource for students. Um, and I did that by reaching out to the resources at WCSU. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so it really just, it really worked together. And um, that's, how I, that's how I got here. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you, for instance, you were a student peer tutor in uh, one of the programs. Yeah, so I was a um, I was a first year peer mentor um, oh. in the pilot program here right. uh, for first year students, and that's how I got my certified. Um, cert- how do I phrase this? Um, you were that's how certified, I became yeah. a certified peer educator, mm-hmm. uh, and it was a phenomenal program. And I, one of my old professors, actually recommended me into the program. So mm. something I try to tell students often is like. Take advantage of your professors. They're here for you. You know, they want to be here for you. Um, and so reach out to them and they'll they'll most definitely forward you to wonderful opportunities. And I will say a majority of the opportunities that have been presented to me are because of the awesome professors that were so open to forwarding the, for uh, these amazing opportunities. So mm-hmm. um Professor Murtha, she gets a shout out. Um, She's the one who included me into the uh, pilot program, the Mm -hmm. first year pilot program. And talking about tutoring, I was also a uh, past mentor for the um, EA2P program here. and so that was also wonderful. I got to work. That was more one-on-one structured. So I got to work individually with students and it was just, it was phenomenal. That's a great program. And those students always turn out to be really great students uh, when yeah. they learn how to uh, study and what's available to them. They always take advantage of it. They're really um, yeah. a great uh, example of what you can do when you give a student a little bit of help, a little push. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. The uh, you also traveled a lot while you were here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> so um, 
like I mentioned, I am a daughter of two wonderful Pakistani um, individuals. And so my love of travel really kind of stemmed stems from there. Um, mm. I was born in Pakistan and then my parents, uh, they, I have four siblings. <laughs> so my parents really went back and forth, um, which is a whole different story um, because they, they were introduced to the United States through a lottery visa. And that's a whole different story that I'm sure we can touch base on maybe soon. Um, mm -hmm. But they, uh, they were traveling back and forth from Pakistan. My older sister, who also went to WCSU, <laughs> actually all of my siblings, my four other siblings have gone to WCSU. Um, they, my older sister was born in the U.S. And my mom traveled back. I was born in Pakistan, and then they traveled back to the U.S. And so I've lived here my entire life, uh, but I do speak, actually, I speak a number of languages. Um, and so my love of travel stems from, you know, uh, visiting Pakistan often, uh, and as much as we could as, a, as an immigrant family. Mm -hmm. um, and then at Western, uh, I traveled to London and Ireland with my sister uh, and one of and two of my best friends through the um, I believe it was the uh, the cam the campus center services right. that you know coordinates that um, and it was absolutely phenomenal. Actually, I was talking to one of my friends, my other best friends, who went on the trip a year later, and we were just relating our experiences and talking about how much we wanted to go back. Um, so that was one of the one of the traveling experiences here I had that I had here at WCSU. And I also very, very, I cannot believe this happened. I, I, it feels like a dream, but I went to Thailand. I was nominated by um, Dr. Mains and um, my uh, my wonderful uh, co-workers or sorry supervisors at uh, the Career Success Center and I had um, another recommendation I believe it was from the honors program and I was invited to become a delegate for the International Diplomacy Forum hosted by uh, the United Nations and Humanitarian Affairs Asia. Mm. So I still can't believe that happened. I got to go to uh, Thailand and back, and WCSU was very supportive in terms of uh, finances. So that was an, a mind-blowing and just very life-transforming like experience mm -hmm. I'm thankful for. Yeah. Um, and I know I'm going on and on. I mean, I could list more. Uh, the honors program brought us to New York City. I was supposed to go to New York City five more times through a class that the honors program has called uh, New York City as text. But because of COVID, we the, oh. the, the trips got canceled. Uh, it is too bad. And WCSU was actually supposed to sponsor me to go to Greece as well. But COVID, COVID had other plans. <laughs> <laughs> so. You'll have to make that up later. I, I will, but you know, I will. I will say, even though COVID, you know, flipped a lot of these these plans that I had, I'm just very thankful for the chances I was given before pre-COVID mm -hmm. and even after COVID. So, and as you said, you worked at the uh, Career Success Center, which is a great program here at WestCon. Yes. You do a lot of things to help other students here. Yes. Oh, thank you for saying that. I. I it has been my goal. Um, it, where do I start? <laughs> where do I start? Um, well, 
I guess I, this is something that I was um, just talking to with the provost um, and, you know, she told me to tell her a little bit about myself. And I said, my full name means lucky. Uh, but Dower means lucky. And I truly think that I am. I really, really do. And I mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast, even coming to college um, was is a big privilege. It's a big honor, um, especially as a first generation college student. And when I was in high school, it was a completely different story for me. I didn't know how to access resources. I didn't know how students became in the top of their class. I didn't know how people were so involved. And, you know, I, no one was really open to talking about it back in high school. Not everybody was very giving, um, you know, telling, telling others how they can achieve this. And so when I came into college, um, I had a really phenomenal role model, Dr. Cook, who used to teach here. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, he was just so proactive about helping others. And I'm like, that is what I want to do. That is exactly what I want to do. I just, I want to be able to change the lives of others positively. And, um, I did that by being involved, by, um, learning how to access these resources and then giving those same resources to students that struggle to access them. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, something I tell students often is that the first step is just by reaching out. That's the first thing you can do is reach out to somebody. Um, and if that person doesn't have an answer, they will forward you to somebody else. And I think that's one of the main things that I've learned as a student is that there's always somebody willing to help you. And I wanted to be that person for students. So <laughs> <clears throat> that's great advice. And I love that story too. Thank you. How did you, do, you're a political science major, correct? Correct. correct. How did you pick that? Oh, okay. I came into college undecided. I love doing so much. I, uh, Paul, I, I absolutely, I love to be hands-on. I love learning the, just the process of learning and being able to go from uh, step A, step B and reach a result is just fascinating to me. I love gardening. I love sewing. Um, I, I just love to learn. And, um, so I came into college. I'm like, Oh my goodness, there are just so many things I can do here. <laughs> Um, and so I, I reached out to, um, one of the academic advisors because I was undecided and I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm so confused. I, I really have no idea where I'm going. And she says, um, you know, you can maybe just look at the website, uh, the Westcon website and see what majors resonate with you, what seem interesting, what fields, you know, you feel like, well, that sound interesting. Um, and then reach out to the department chairs or a professor from that department and have a five to 10 minute conversation with them. So I said, okay. And I scheduled those meetings and then came Dr. Avril Maines. Mm. I met with her and I looked at her and I, I listened to her voice and the conviction and power that she held in a positive way was astonishing. I, I was like, okay, this, if I can be as close to this woman as possible, if I can learn from her, that would be absolutely amazing. And she did volunteer events. She was telling me about the work she did outside of college and what she's doing, uh, what she was doing at Western. And so I was like, okay, this, this is what I want to do. I want to learn about people. And then I want to apply that knowledge of people to the community work that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So 
that, that's where the poli sci major came in. I got to learn about government and I got to learn about people. Um, and Dr. Mains was a tremendous help in the process. And she, I still stay in touch with her. She just re- recently retired, but I'm still in touch with her. And it is a, it's just one of the many, you know, lifelong and important connections that I've made at WCSU. But um, that's where my poli sci journey starts from, from an amazing role model. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's crazy how these things intertwine, you know, my love for learning about people, learning about government, learning about politics, and then applying that to the community work that I do. Mm-hmm. And you're a business minor, too, is right? I'm a business administration minor. And mm. then I'm also um, just on the side, I did a lot of social media work and a lot of marketing. <laughs> oh. Yes. So I found in doing this podcast, talking to a lot of students that the ones who are most successful are the ones who are busy all the time and don't have time to sleep like you. <laughs> um, you know, you know, that's a good point that you've raised. And I wish I could say I was one of those people, but I value my sleep a lot. And <laughs> I, I, I really do. And my family has told me this, um, <laughs> I used to love to sleep as a kid. This is one of my known traits. And so, you know, sleep is really important. And I really do think that a healthy life balance is the key to success. And I will tell, I will say this as many times as I need to overworking and stressing yourself. It, 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 you know, you're going to create a block and that's really hard to break because you're just constantly going from one thing to the next. So the way I've been able to manage myself and my time is by combining what I love, what, mm. by doing what I love on a daily basis. To me, it's not work. It's stuff that I love doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to get sleep at night because I'm, I'm doing what I love and because I'm able to manage it accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have, I mean, I may have lost a, co- a couple nights of sleep, you know, existential crisis wise, but that's a completely different story. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's totally different. <laughs> that's totally different. <laughs> but um, I do think that sleep is important. And for the students out there that are, you know, trying to find themselves and trying to find what they're going to do with their lives, sleep is going to help you. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the things that you love doing outside in the community? Uh, I love, like I mentioned, I love being hands-on and I just, I love interacting with people. I love learning about people's stories and the community that we have is so diverse and I can take away, I can take away um, new, new things from each person that I interact with. So um, I was a um, the first and second year that I was here at WCSU, I was a part of this club called Rotaract. Oh, yeah. And I was their social media manager um, for, I think, about a year. Um, and, you know, I've tried to stay in touch with them the, the next few, the, the last few years that I've been here. But they were really the, them and then the honors program really is what helped me navigate connections outside of WCSU. So with, um, with Rotaract, I was able to work with Dorothy Day, of uh, the mm-hmm. hospitality house that's downtown. Um, I was able to work with the YMCA. Uh, we worked and donated things to the animal shelters. Uh, we made cards for veterans. We made cookies for veterans. Um, and it was just a really 
elevating experience to be something um, more than myself and give back to the community that I love so much. Mm-hmm. And so Rotaract was just phenomenal and, and being able to help navigate that, you know, I didn't have to do anything. I, I just had to go, I, I just had to volunteer. They, and, but being a part of the eboard, I was able to organize all that and see the behind the scenes and learn on how I can do that on my own time. Mm-hmm. And so uh, something I hope to do after I graduate is is volunteering and giving back to my community in any and all possible ways that I can. Yeah, and Rotaract is part of the Rotary Club in Danbury. Correct, correct. You didn't have to go and have lunch with the old guys every week, though, right? They invited us to, and I did once. Really great people, funny, nice sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, so what are you planning to do uh, after you graduate? That is a great question. And I think WCSU has really ha- has prepared me. I mean, if you had asked me my freshman year, Baki, what are you going to do after you graduate? I would have been like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> please help me. And I think now um, I've really been given the tools, thankfully, with the support that we have here. I've been given the tools to go out and venture into anything and everything that I possibly want to do. So my plan, uh, essentially, because you asked about the plan, <laughs> um, uh, is to I've I've started up being an independent career and academic coach, and I'm managing that by being heavily present on social media. And so that is something that I've started. And I'm hoping to optimize within the next year. I'm working on getting my official official uh, CPRW, which is uh, certif- being a certified professional resume writer. Huh. And so I will officially like a nationally recognized certified uh, resume writer, mm-hmm. as opposed to a certified career mentor. Um, and so I'm, I'm going to work with, um, I'm going to combine that with my career coaching, hopefully. And then I have two other um, hustles that I'm trying to start up. Maybe I, I guess hustles is the word side businesses that I'm trying to start up and hopefully we'll launch that within the next month or so. Um, I'm actually also coming out with my own website within the next month. Wow. Very exciting. Thank you. Um, and uh, within the next five years, I hope to, I hope to be the resource the be a resource, be the resource mm-hmm. <laughs> that um, people can come to comfortably and relate to. That mm-hmm. is truly what I've, I've tried to do since the beginning. And I'm really glad that WCSU gave me the opportunity to do so. Hmm. And are all your siblings like you? Yes. I, <laughs> I mean, in different ways. Let me, you know, I answered that a little too quickly. We are all very different. (laughs) We are very, very, very different. My, um, my oldest brother, he is, he is, he's very shy, but he's so sweet. He's very, very sweet. And I can always go to him when I need it, when I need validation. My, my, the brother that comes after him, he is a little more stern, but he's powerful and independent. And Mm -hmm. I look up to him to that, for that. My older sister has been a tremendous role model to me. Her name is Fatima. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, WCSU has done justice for her as well. She's a part of this amazing program called Ad Fellows, which a thousand people apply to. And she was one of the only, I think, a couple, maybe like 20 or 30, 40 students that I got accepted out of thousands of applicants. Yeah. Um, and she owns her own photography, wedding photography business really? as well. Yeah. And then... She is also, but she's, she always tells me, she's like, Baki, you know, I don't know how you can just introduce yourself to people that you don't know. I wish I could do that. And I tell her, I'm like, 
well, I don't know how, how, how you can be just so amazing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and then my younger sister, um, who is now a freshman at WCSU, oh. she is, she is also shy, but she is one of the most humble and generous people I've ever met. And I think my parents are to thank for that. They're amazing people in themselves. And I'm, I'm very honored to have parents like them. Hmm. <laughs> they sound pretty lucky too. They, Thank you. Uh, so all five of you came to WestCon, went to WestCon? Yeah, well, that, that's what kind of comes with being a, you know, a child of, um, of two immigrant parents. With, we needed to support the family. Uh, we had two other families, whole families of ours, relatives come from Pakistan um and about two years ago so we had to help them um you know settle down and live here and um, we have to help with house things we have to you know we just have a lot of obligations to our family so we had to stay close to home yeah but as i was telling the provost you know we really got to stay we got to stay close and go far right <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And you're going to be the keynote speaker at one of the commencement uh, commencements uh, in May also, right? For the uh, School of, uh, for the Macrocasa School of Arts and Sciences. Correct. And I still can't believe it. I'm waiting to get like a, oh, still with the Henry Bernard student, uh, Distinguished yeah. Student Award. I'm waiting to get like a letter in the mail so that I can officially like you know, recognize this because I'm like, okay, maybe they'll take it back. I don't know. I, I... <laughs> <clears throat> no, they're not going to take it back. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that validation. Um, <laughs> I, but yeah, I, I still can't, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I, I'm, I'm, it's truly an honor to, to be nominated and considered for uh, speaking at one of the commencements. Mm. Now, uh, do you want to take the, time here on the podcast to publicly call out any of your professors who do not give you A's uh, and, and over the four years, because that's what you deserved. And a couple of them, I think, gave you A minuses, right? <laughs> oh, um, you know, oh, I haven't even called out the most, uh, another amazing professor. Um, his name is Dr. Williams. He, I, oh, yeah. He gave me an A minus in my thesis, and you know, I guess I'll call him out for that. But to be fair, I was working on the um, I worked on my thesis on the floor of my dad's apartment in Georgia during COVID, and uh, that in itself was a, it, it's another story. It's another story, yeah. Paul. Wow. Uh, that I'm sure we don't have time for now. But I worked on my thesis on the floor of my dad's apartment in Georgia. On a sponta spontaneously um, to in Georgia, um, and you know I'm I'm thankful for 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 his support during that time for me, mm -hmm. and you know he is one of the most amazing professors here, uh, Dr. Williams Howell Dr. Howell Williams. If any of you are listening, please take him. I took him for seven plus semesters. Wow. And I was also his research assistant. He is one of the most amazing professors you will find here. He is generous. He is kind. He is compassionate. And he is so like educational. He combines his um he combines his lectures with like contemporary issues and contemporary things that we're seeing. And it's just so relatable. So you have nothing, you have no choice but to learn in this class. And right. it's an amazing experience. 
I'm going to go talk to him about that A minus. So. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I think, Pete, I think Pete, he's in IT. He can go in and change it to an A, all right? <laughs> I'll see what I can do. <laughs> We're going to have to create a whole operation for this. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. For you, we'll do that. Oh, thank you so much. Um, it's Again, for me, the grades, they just came along. They just happened. Um, but it's really about staying connected with your professors, making sure they're understanding the circumstances that you're in. And if you're having any trouble reaching out to them, because they are, they're here for, again, they're here for you. They mm. spend their times, they spend, uh, they spend years working on their degree to help teach you. So, you know, um, and if any teacher doesn't, if any professor doesn't want to do that, then you speak to us. <laughs> then you, <laughs> then, then you speak to us. That's right. <laughs> <clears throat> Baki, I'm sorry that I had to spend until now that I got to meet you. I wish I had known you over the last four years because you're great. Thanks for uh, being here at Westcon and sharing some of your time with us and, um, you know, being such a good role model for everybody else. Thank you so much, Paul. It is, again, I, I, I can't say this enough. I've said it about a thousand times and it, I'm going to keep saying it. It's an honor to be here. Um, and it's it, thank you so much for taking the time out, Peter and, and Paul, for meeting with me today and learning and being so open to hearing my story. Hmm. And we'll see you at commencement too. Yes, you will. You most certainly <laughs> will. <laughs> Maybe on a golf cart. Maybe on a golf cart. We're trying to arrange that. <laughs> <laughs> all right that'll be good i'll look for that of course thank you so much thank you baki thank you all right that was great thank you <laughs> i'm gonna try to line up the other barnard winner isn't that isaac um john paul yes i i don't know who he is yeah. i did send an email to him congratulating him though and right. I should, and I think we have a photo session next week. Oh, so I'm excited to meet him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, we'll try, maybe we'll try to get him on the podcast too and do have both of you uh, then in one podcast. Of course. Okay. Um, well, hey, and we'll send you the link to it. All right. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much, Paul and Pete, thank for meeting with me today. Uh, it was an, it was a pleasure speaking with you and I liked our laughs. It was a good time. Yeah, it was good time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope you enjoy the rest of the weather. Uh, I know it's raining, but you know, sometimes you can go out for a rain dance. It's a good, That's it's a right. good time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try um, that. Yeah, most certainly. I hope you have a nice rest of your week. And if you need anything, you know where to reach me. I'll Great. contact you. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, have a nice. Thank you. Thank you. Mm, bye-bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Wow. Well, I'm just going to go live in a hole in the woods. <laughs> yeah, I know. Holy crap. <laughs> That's what I've been doing, I guess, for the last... Good God. I know. Man, oh, man. You don't need to wind her up. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Woo! I feel like I accomplished something just by listening to her. Exactly. That's I agree crazy. You. Right. What a, you know, gift. Yeah. <laughs> oh well yep <laughs> so that was a great story by Baki about her life and all that she's accomplishing and now we have a slightly different story from Isaac who came to 
Westcon a little later in life. He's a non-trad student, has a really compelling story as well, and also is devoted to helping others. So Isaac, you came to Westcon in a little bit of a non-traditional way, as we say. Yeah, I came through Westcon, you know, just I... I actually started back in 2001, um, <clears throat> and I left. My father got sick. Um, I I dropped out, and I had to help, help my family, you know, and because he suffered two strokes back to back, and then I end up applying for the police uh, police force, uh, and I got the job at Stanford Police. Um, at city of Stanford. And I was there for 11 years, 11 years on mm-hmm. um, Stanford PD. Um, and then I was forced to retire due to a uh, debilitating back injury. Um, I, and then I suffered through a surgery. I encountered a staph infection mm. and yeah. So I was in a hospital for 30 days, you know, so I was, I tried everything to try to come back, but I couldn't, you know, yeah. the doctor said no. He said, if I wanted to be able to run with my son, I, you know, he said he wouldn't, he wouldn't do it. So Just because of the possibility of further injury somewhere down the line. Yeah. Further injury. Cause I worked overnights. Mm-hmm. I worked the bars, I worked the clubs, you know, so, and I love the job. I mean, I did a lot of, um, I work. I did humanitarian work. Like I went to Haiti mm. um, for the earthquake. You know, I was there for about a month. Um, I did a lot of uh, work with the uh, youth. Um, did like their basketball programs, boxing program, um, and I liked to. And then they had a program that they did with the juvenile uh, probations and the police force to combine that with deterrence for kids that we saw that have potential, um, that we'll try to, instead of have them, you know, serve their term, we'll divert them to different programs like a boxing, boxing program and sorts, you know, just to, and like other activities, it doesn't have to be boxing, but you know, that that pique their interest, you mm-hmm. know, that we'll work with them personally. And cause I believe in crime prevention, you know, so like he and I like and I'm from the community of Stanford. So I'm born and raised in Stanford. Mm. So I like I'm invested in the community. So I'm from the community. So I know a lot of people in the community. So it was very tough for me to leave, you know, f- for me to leave the job because like I was from there. So I knew everybody. You know, yeah. That's the kind of policing a community needs. Yeah. When you know everybody from there, I used to walk the beat, you know, Mm -hmm. and walk into the barbershop and just, just to stand there and just talk to everybody, talk to the barbers, talk to every, you know, all the individuals, because I just grew up with everyone around there, just making sure that, yes, I'm a police officer, but yeah, I'm reachable. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm the same person before as I am now, you know. So that if you do have any issues or any hangups, you can still reach out to me that I'm that you could you could still trust me that and I will and I will not take advantage of your trust. And they knew that, mm-hmm. you know, that if you if you confide in me that I will not burn that, you know, that I'll 
because that's a big thing with them, you know, with anybody. Sure. And so, so me, well, moving forward, fast forward, me coming back to Westcon, basically, I wanted to come back and finish my degree. You know, that was a lifelong goal of mine. And then I wanted to show my son, you know, and leave a legacy and tell him, like, listen, like, there, through adversity, you, you just don't lay down and you don't take the easy way out. Yes, I could have done like most officers going to security, you know, and and or insurance, but I wanted to go back and finish and find other ways that I could, you know, uh, help the community, you know, and and. And I wanted to finish. And so he could see it that you can overcome obstacles and you don't, you know, and regardless, you can have a million excuses and, but it's all up to you to overcome, you know, overcome. And like if people go, you can have a million excuses just to stay, stay in bed and lay down, you know, and yep. just not wake up and, you know, but yet you had, but I just want to show that you but it's up to you to have that resiliency on the inside, that perseverance to get up every day, mm-hmm. you know, to do what some others won't, you know, and, and don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And some things that you don't feel like doing, you know, and, 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 and just have that built inside of you. And that's the thing that me going back to school, I just wanted to show that to him and just people, are, you know, around me. You know, my family, and that's one of my, that was, I think, um, uh, how can I say it? That was one of, like, my drives, my mm-hmm. family, and my faith, my religious faith, that I could ask to say it. You know, that mm-hmm. was my, that, that, my foundation, you know, that kept me, that drove me, that was my drive, that kept me pushing forward to finish my, you know, finishing my degree, because they have 2001 to 2021, 20 years, you know, <laughs> full circle. <laughs> wow. Yeah, full circle. But yet, you know, I appreciate it so much more, you know, mm-hmm. like you really, I appreciate it so much. I mean, it's, I mean, oh man, it's like a dream, just an accomplishment. I mean, it's, it's so much, just a have the degree and 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 I would never thought that I'll be in this place that I am today to you know to win the Henry you know Bernard Award Distinguished Bernard Student Award and and to be the commencement speaker I'm I'm speechless you know it's I'm just all like I'm I'm just awed about it like I never would have thought you know I just wanted to just give my all you know and try my best you know, and just go back to school. You know, I'm married, two kids, and you know, it's that. And with this climate, you know, kids going off the walls. You know, I have my two kids upstairs. You know, <laughs> trying to keep them from running down down here. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but that's why I'm down here. But you know, but uh, you everybody understands. <laughs> so, oh but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, but like you said, you put your all into it, and that's uh, who gets rewarded with the uh, awards, like the Bernard Award and the uh, Commencement Speaker. Those are, you know, the administration really um, thinks highly of those and doesn't give them out to just anybody. They give them out to people who deserve them, like you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I really. What's your degree in now? Business management. Mm-hmm. And you must have done well because that's part of the uh, recognition. <laughs> yeah. 
so, and what are you planning to do then now with that? Well, my plans is to, well, my, um, me and my brother are working together to, um, we're consult. He's a consultant. We're working. I'm working with him as consultant for contractors, mm-hmm. uh, and we get consultant work. Uh, get con- government contract work, like for um, city projects, like refurbishing homes, um, like if there's asbestos works, and trying to find uh, for especially and for especially for contractors. Because most contractors, they're they just know how to do the job, but they don't really know how to find the work and and especially to find these government contracting you know jobs Mm -hmm. brother me and my brother um are the ones that will find the work and then find the contractors to do the work and for minority especially minority contractors Mm -hmm. especially big jobs like the like in norwalk they had the mall and they're obligated to give um, certain percentage of that work to minority contractors. Right. So we're we definitely, and that's one of our passions to find minority minority contractors and help them, you know, establish themselves and, and get that 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 work. Yeah. And and one of the things, and as well, I want to diversify my portfolio, try to get into commercial um, property because due to the pandemic, a lot of these contracting um, jobs was postponed because of the pandemic. Yeah. So, yeah. So I wanted, my thing is to go back to school and earn my MBA. Mm-hmm. And while I'm earning my MBA, I'm looking to um, apply what I've learned at Westcon, my managerial, um, ma- managerial degree to find a uh, operation managing job, you know, to learn underneath the organization or a firm to apply that and to learn from them. So I could apply that to what, what business entrepreneurial, um, business that I want to establish myself in the future. But, you know, yeah. so you're a lifelong learner. Yeah. But I want to apply what I learned in <laughs> before the end of your life. Yeah, I want to build my own. I just want to build my own. I want to see what they do and then apply it myself, you yeah. know. Good. So you have this um, theme running through your whole adult life about helping other people and uh, assisting others, right? Through your police work and through this that you're going to be doing. Yes, I, I love that's my passion just because like especially due to my religious faith you know my christian background mm-hmm. so you know my passion is to is not is i love seeing people being blessed you know because mm-hmm. that's how i get my blessing so you can't beat god giving you know you can't beat god giving so that's mm-hmm. why i'm in the position that i am today mm-hmm. so and and that's how um, that's what i live by you know that's my and and having that heart for people and souls, so that's one that like you, uh, I'm getting mumbled <laughs> with my words, but that is my true pat like my true passion. I just love to see like other individual grow, mm-hmm. especially young people. You know, I I have a passion for young people, see them grow mm-hmm. and establish themselves and be better. And to and to be all that they're capable of being. 
mm-hmm. especially this generation, because mm-hmm. persevering through all of this, especially this class, they could overcome anything, you know, and especially with this climate that they're in too. But they are more inclined and more aware than most, mm-hmm. you know, and and I could see that they they're the next world leaders, mm-hmm. you know, and. And they need to know that and just to know that they build their own views versus the views of others. That's what I, you know, establish their own opinions versus take the opinions of others. So, yeah. It's interesting. And, you know, uh, your Christian foundation is a great, uh, is uh, your Christian religion is a great foundation. But there's a lot of um, people who are, you know, very passionate about their religion, but they don't go out and help a lot of other people. You know, they everybody doesn't. So, what uh, what else uh, made you decide to uh, that you're going to help other people? Well, because it's like, well, because people have helped me. Like, mm. for example, I have this uh, this doctor that just I go to the gym with, mm. and he helped me by helping informing my my mother. You know. Because a lot of African-Americans, just because of the Tuskegee experiment, are afraid to get the COVID vaccine. Yeah. He was part of the trials for the Pfizer vaccine. Hmm. And he spent a Saturday just explaining in detail how everything, you know, how, 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 how detail how the vaccine works and the process. And just him taking his time out, just explain everything to me. And he, because he has a relationship with my mom in the past, that my mom, because trust with him, that she went and got the vaccine. Mm. And she she wouldn't have done that because she didn't, um, if it wasn't for him explaining that to me so I could relate that information. And by, through him and all the information that he relayed to me, I was able to relay that same information to a lot of people in my community and people that I know, especially people that are 65 and up mm-hmm. that were reluctant to get the vaccine because of fear and through their past experiences um, and were able to, and were able to, you know, to, uh, dis- to, to, to get those myths, you know, and, and, and get them to into a comfort to get the vaccine. At least, and then I helped them, actually get the appointments because some of them Mm -hmm. don't even know you know where to look for the appointment even though they relay these you know information on tv or or, you know or through the internet they still don't know where to go Mm -hmm. you know so and i'm like so i just and i so i was able to relay those information because they're very fearful they say you know and but because through him he helped me and I was able to help others. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like, the community of just like love, you know, just unity, just like helping one another. Just because he helped me, I was able to help, you know, help other people, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's how a community should, you know, work. Yeah. You know? And, and, and like, he, he's not a man of faith like me. We have different, it's funny, we have different views. Completely different views. Completely, <laughs> like with me and him, I mean, we're and we talk about it. It's like we agree to disagree, you know, on most topics completely. He knows where I stand, but he he knows and I understand where he stands, but yet 
we still have a mutual agreement and love for one another because he had a his son passed away. But yet, you know, I show, you know, love and compassion to him and said, I'll pray for for you, you know, for your mm-hmm. family member. But he's not a man of faith. But yet, because he know I sincerely, you know, care for his well-being. You know, so it, it, it doesn't mean that you have to be a person of faith to say that, you know, that you for you to agree with me or to, you know, to, or to talk, you know, yep. it just, or have the same mindset. It's just if you care for one another, just as a human being, that's all that matters, you know? Yep. Um, and it's interesting because discussion of faith often doesn't happen at a in a college setting, a university mm-hmm. setting. Right, it's all academic, and um, we don't include that as much, maybe yeah. as I should. Right? Yeah. So what I, are don't, you gonna... I don't talk big lot to everybody. I, no, you know, I know. Yeah. I drew it out of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to talk about in your commencement speech? My commencement speech. I'm going to speak about just this class, just persevering, hmm. the perseverance, not just the class but the faculty as well. You know, because to persevere and to just navigate through this pandemic and just there was no playbook. There was no we just had to adjust to what we had, you know, and Mm -hmm. learn from it, you know, day by day. And we just and we could have just laid down and just stayed in bed, you know, and and we could have just quit or, or take a sabbatical. But yet we all, each and every one of us, um, got together, student and faculty, and got up and just kept press, pressing forward and overcoming. We, and we're here today, you know, at the commencement, at graduation, because of our perseverance, you know? Mm-hmm. And we could look back. We're part of history. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we that's are, right. We are part of history. And we could look at that. If we could overcome this, this history, we could co- overcome anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a great point. It'll be nice your family will be in the audience, right? Yes. My wife, my 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 wife, and my son. Hopefully they they say we possibly could get two more tickets because I want my, my wife, my son, you know, my kids there. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, we'll figure that out. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Because you're a VIP. <laughs> <laughs> might have to cut that part out of the podcast, but uh, we'll uh, work on that, okay? <laughs> well, Isaac, I really appreciate you coming on here. What a great story. Very uh, inspirational, if I may say so. And, um, you know, best of luck in your in the future. And thanks for coming back to Westcon and sharing and for sharing your story with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Isaac, I'm going to write up a little biography for the um, commencement pamphlet, too. I'll email that to you so you can fix anything that I got wrong. It'll be pretty short. It won't have everything that we have in the podcast, but um, I'll do that later today. And uh, if you can get it back to me sometime Monday morning, by Monday morning, that'd be great. All right. Definitely will. I'll okay. have it to you as soon as possible. Thank you. Great. Take care. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you. So we're going to talk to Jacqueline about her uh, life and events coming up on campus. But I just want to make clear that 
there's something pretty important coming up on Monday where uh, the Racial Justice Coalition on campus and the Diversity Council are sponsoring a town hall on Monday at 3 p.m. It'll be virtual, and you can click to it through the homepage, the Westcon homepage. There's a button there. And it'll be talking, allow students and faculty and staff to talk about uh, racial justice in America. It's based on, uh, of course, the Chauvin verdict, the guilty verdict, and all that happened with George Floyd. But there's a lot of other uh, incidents and issues for the future that we can talk about, too. It'll be uh, students leading it along with uh, Ray Gunter, Dr. Ray Gunter, who's the, um, um, leads the director of the Counseling Center and a couple of other people. Uh, it'll be a place where we can have frank discussions. Pete will be have his hand on the button, so you can't say anything nasty or hateful. But uh, for the most part, we're hoping people have good discussions and uh, we have a path going forward coming out of it. That's the big thing coming up, so stay tuned now for um, Jacqueline and a bunch of other stuff happening on campus. And of course, we'll get some insight into her dog's lives and a few other things. Yeah, I don't know if we got an impression of her mom this week. I can't remember, but uh, we'll see. No, it was her snarky friend, really, that oh, was... <laughs> uh, yeah, she did a good impression of. Well, we only have a couple more weeks with Jacqueline, so we'll got to see if we can get her mom on the show and uh, oh. see how accurate it is. <laughs> that would be great. Also, we need her mom to see if we can del- have her mom deliver some eggplant parmesan. Absolutely. Yeah, we uh, we got vaccinated. We can come in and eat that in person. <laughs> nice. <laughs> And now, recording live somewhere on the west side campus of Western Connecticut State University, Jacqueline Bonomo. Hey guys, I'm freshly one-shot vaccinated and ready to party. Hey. So um, I'm excited. (laughs) That's exactly right, man. You're 80% vaccinated now. I know, I feel so powerful. Yeah. I just got my second one yesterday. How'd it go? It was good. It's easy, you know, down at the mall. Is that where you went? No, I went to the one at the school, so I was in the Berkshire gym, but originally I was supposed to go to the mall. All right. How did it go at the gym? It was painless. Like, you just went in, you filled out a piece of paper, everyone was super nice, and then they give you the shot, barely really felt anything, and then they have you sit down for, like, 15 minutes, and then you can leave. Um, Yeah, it it was fine. It was a little underwhelming. You know, you expect to have this big climatic moment. Yeah, I know. So what we're trying to do is get as many students as possible to sign up for it. Were there a lot of people there, students? A decent amount. I had an earlier slot. I went in at like 1130. So um, people were coming in a lot when I was leaving. But I'm not sure if many people really signed up, which is kind of confusing because I feel like everyone's been scrambling for a vaccine appointment. But um, I am going to talk to my residents about it because, you know, the more people that get vaccinated, the easier this goes for everybody else. Yeah, no kidding. And they can go in and uh, walk into the clinic, too. Yeah, I believe they take walk-ins, but you can also do appointments, but they're not going to, like, check for your appointment. Oh, well, there you go. 
Uh, yeah, it's like you said, it's simple. And then you go back uh, the week of May 10th, right? And get your second yep, one. Yeah, actually, go back May 11th, the day after my birthday. Ooh. So that's exciting. Just, you know, fresh Pfizer shot <laughs> at 22. And then are you uh, trying to plan it around finals or anything like that? Um, social work has weird finals. We don't have any tests. We just do papers and like projects and things. So my final technically ends May 10th. Yeah. So, um, you're all set. Just then. My paper. So I am all set. Thank, thankfully I still got to get those assignments done though, which has been a production. I remember having this exact conversation with Chantel Williams last year at this time. I have so much work and it's like a lot of writing, which I like writing more than I like anything else. But it's a lot of work. I made I mapped out like if I wanted to get every assignment done like the day before the due date or like two days before the due date without overwhelming myself. I have to do like an assignment every single day for the, till May 10th. Wow. So I've been keeping on that. Every single day till May 10th, that's like every single day. It's actually my phone background. So I like <laughs> to be reminded what I have going on. Wow. Um, what's today? Tuesday? Today I have to do edits on my capstone submission. That's my task for the day. I'm always impressed with today's students and how organized they are. I mean, it makes me feel like I went to school 100 years ago. It's like, yeah. Don't let this fool you. This is needed because I can't organize myself. Like, I literally was like, I have to do one thing every single day or else I'm going to wait until the last possible day and I'm going to screw everything up. But that is the organization. That's the skill is knowing that you're that you can't remember it and making it happen organization i never really learned that so i I just just, failed miserably um, i just am forced to work under pressure so i force myself to work under pressure don't you see a uh, some difference between uh male and female students or students who identify as female and students who identify as male i've definitely seen difference in handwriting from I, i babysit um younger boys and um, their handwriting is atrocious. Uh-huh. Um, but that's the one thing I notice is the handwriting. And also, I don't know. I know some very organized male students just as much as I know very organized female students. I think it depends on the person. Because yeah. everyone's organized looks different. Like, I have to to-do list every single little thing in an order that I'll actually do them. While some people can just be like, oh, yeah, between this time, I'll do this assignment. Like, I can't do it that way. Yeah. And so how long is it going to take to edit your stuff today your probably around like an hour maybe but shouldn't be too bad no so couldn't you do 23 other things then today too on your list i usually do skip ahead and do like the smaller assignments i have just because once i do one thing i'm motivated to do more which is kind of why the system works the way it does because i've been Mm. kind of skipping around a little bit but um should I could probably get all this done in like three days if I really put my brain to it, but I'm not going to put my brain to it. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I can put brain power to anything 100% right now. COVID, the pandemic, school, work, it's a lot. Yeah, no kidding. Getting ready for commencement. Yes, very, very exciting. Mm-hmm. The We interviewed the commencement speakers last week. Ooh, very fancy. Yeah. I hope we have a good speech because my high school principal speech was absolutely atrocious. <laughs> it was so bad. He basically yeah. talked about how people in Connecticut are cold and like, uh. and like, you know, 
just not friendly because he was talking about, he was like, yeah, I went to the South and like everyone talks to everybody and it's so different than New Milford. But this class of students is going to be the class that like changes that. And we all were like, are, are you complimenting us? Should <laughs> I, I feel a little offended. <laughs> I was like, hmm, something's not adding up here. And it was, it was just awkward. I think he just went about it a very weird way. Yeah, no kidding. Is he still the yeah. principal there? I believe so. Hmm. Maybe we should call him up. Sorry, Greg. <laughs> also, doesn't he know that the people in the South are fake um, <laughs> friendly? I don't know. Like, he was talking about how they, like, constantly said, like, oh, bless your heart. Yeah. Like, but I'm like, that's, that's like, kind of, like, Southern slang for, like, oh, like, come on. So it's like, oh, bless your heart. It's like, I don't, I don't think they're really blessing you, buddy. No. Like, Greg, I hate to tell you this, um, but one thing I wanted to talk to you guys about is from the student perspective, um, somebody accidentally emailed um, the registered students thread instead of the registrar, yeah. meaning every student registered at Westcon got that email at like, I think it was like 10 o'clock at night the other day. And I saw it happen. I'm like, oh, this poor girl emailed me by accident. And then I like <laughs> saw registered students thread and I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be anarchy. And it was anarchy. You, I think it racked up like 2,000 responses, probably more. Yep. Um, people were, you know, just making their jokes. Like I said, I'm like, one girl makes a mistake and everyone's suddenly a comedian now. And people were like um, promoting their Snapchat, their YouTube, <laughs> Instagrams. People were making jokes. People, it was, it was quite funny. Um, but then it got really, really annoying when my phone like couldn't even open Outlook. <laughs> I was getting like an inf like I couldn't even open Outlook to ignore the conversation to stop getting things right. from them. <laughs> I heard a lot of that. Also, there were a, just a couple of students who decided to go rogue on us and say nasty things, and yeah. so we're coming after them. If they happen to be listening, we're coming after you. Yeah, somebody took the opportunity to just spread kind of like ignorant, like terrible things. Yeah. And the student body, like either at a large, like, you know, kind of shut him down. Um, That's good. But a lot of people were trying to like diffuse the tension, like don't pay, like don't give him any attention, they'll stop, like things like that. It was, it's a tricky situation because what do you do? Because you don't want to get tied up because you know that what the person who's being ignorant wants is you to get angry mm -hmm. so they can just, you know, like feel fueled and validated by your anger. But like you also want to address it because it's where it's meant to be addressed. Right. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I'm eager to see what happens. Well, you probably won't hear what happens because they mm -hmm. get uh, punished. Um, uh, secretly. I'll find out somehow. <laughs> Everything gets around. People will be like, I just got expelled because of the email chain, and then that'll go viral. Yes, that's true. Good point. Then we can have them on the um, podcast to apologize. I'm not sure we want to be involved in that one. <laughs> I will, I, I'll sit out that episode. Uh, okay, then we won't do it. <laughs> uh what else is coming up this week that we should all be attending? Um, as we've talked about the fashion show soon, I still don't know the exact date. You'd think I would know that by now. Mm, it's the 30th. The 30th, that's coming up. Yep. Um, I know students can get 
vaccinated for their second shot of Pfizer upcoming as well. So you can sign up for that in your email. Um, and then they'll be releasing vaccination dates for the people who got vaccinated today. So myself included. Um, what else is going on? There's accepted students day coming up, which you don't have to worry about, but any high school students and their parents listening to this podcast should tune in. I think it's viral, uh, virtual, right? Uh, there's, there is an on-campus uh, component to it. It's this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. I believe they will have been assigned a slot by this point. But, yeah, they are doing uh, limited in-person tours and things of campus. Yeah. So, so if you see a bunch of um, kids walking around who look like um, they're nervous and... Uh, <laughs> You know, their voices are all squeaky. That's who it is, high school students. Or they're filming a TikTok. (laughs) Right, exactly. So you really won't be able to schedule any time between now and finals or final week for to go home and see the dogs, right? Because you'll be working. Yeah, I I went home and saw them last week, and then I I was like, I'll see you guys soon. Okay, it's gonna be a little bit. (laughs) Jackie loves you, and I already miss them. I already want to go home. I didn't get to have little siblings, so I have to obsess over the pups. Oh, maybe that's it. My youngest daughter talks is away at college and, and talks about the dogs all the time too. I don't know. It's just like the most. It's like the most wholesome part of being home, and also like I can call my sister. I can't like call my dogs. That's true. Like I can't like let them know I miss them unless I'm there. But um, what was I gonna say? I was talking to one of my friends, and they never had a dog growing up. I've had a dog probably my entire life, like two to three dogs at a time Mm -hmm. my entire life, and they've never had a dog. And they came over and visited me once before COVID, and obviously I, like, went ballistic and, like, threw myself on the ground to pet my dog, Rosie. (laughs) And she was like, you, like, really love your dog. I was like, yeah, that's my Rosie. You know, she's like, she's like a part of the family. She's like, you, you, like, really love your dog. And I was like... (laughs) I was like, well, you've never had a dog. You don't get it. Like, they're like a family member. Like, you genuinely just love them. She's like, yeah, it's kind of weird. And I was like, all right, well, that's your business. I'm going to go pet my dog now because she wants a belly rub. And I'm nice. Thank you. That's exactly right. You get it and she doesn't. What does she think of the fish, though, out in the backyard? She thought, she just were like, oh, pretty. (laughs) Why is she your friend? You should cut her off. You know, maybe, maybe it's time. Mm -hmm. Pete, you were looking at the calendar. Is there anything else we should talk about? There's a virtual art workshop on the 23rd from 3 to 5 p.m. It's a watercolor painting workshop with uh, an artist named Jess Bartlett. So. No kidding. That's fun. Uh, supposedly on Friday the 23rd, 7 to 10.30 p.m., there's an outdoor movie. So, Does it say what movie? Uh, it looks like it's a double feature of Scream and Scary Movie. So that's uh, outside Midtown Campus. Check that out. Look out for details. Uh, and then there's a scavenger hunt on the 26th. No kidding. I'm not good at scavenger hunts. <laughs> Something about all the effort and walking, just not for me. Yeah. And somebody else yeah. always finding it first. 
Is it? Well, there will be prizes. Is the scavenger so. hunt for everybody or first year students or what? Uh, it just says. It says, can you find all five historic locations in modern day Danbury every day throughout the week from the 26th to the 30th? The WCSU libraries will post a photo and a clue of a historic Danbury location on their Instagram account. Danbury Library on Instagram. It's a multi-day thing, yeah. They do have a couple of people who are, you know, under 50 on the library staff who probably understand Instagram and how to post. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, so that's at Westcon Library. Um, That'd be easy. Yeah. Jacqueline, you could do that one. You've lived you know, here. Maybe I could. I could. That's true. Down. I just hate driving in downtown Danbury because it's a. It. It ha, There's no rules. You have right away. <laughs> the person in front of you, like the person coming the other way, is still going to go ahead of you. Like, you know, someone's. You're behind someone going like 20 miles an hour. The person behind you is trying to speed up to like 80 miles per hour, and you're just in the middle. Like, what did I do? I'm a good person. <laughs> I'm on the city center board of directors and none of what you said is true. It's a lovely place to go <laughs> visit. My bad, my bad. You can edit that out. <laughs> uh, the other big one coming up is on the 27th. Uh, our guest from last week, Dr. Anna Malavisi, is having her oh. uh, lecture on the ethics, the urgency of the ethics of greening that we talked to her about that sounded really cool. So don't forget that's... This coming Tuesday, uh, the 27th. You'd be totally into that. You should take a little break from your homework and go to that. I'll try my best. I'll see what I can do. The list is very, very unrelenting. <laughs> Did you ever have Dr. Al- uh, Malavisi as a professor? Philosophy? I do not believe I have. But I always wanted to take a philosophy class. I just always had to take something else like in, in its place. Right. She seemed pretty cool. I had never met her before. And she's from yeah, Australia. Cool. Oh, love a good By act. way of Michigan and... Uh... Oh, yes. Yeah, so wait till, uh... <laughs> Nicaragua, yeah. she said. Was it Nicaragua? I think so. Or maybe it was... What's another... Oh, boy. This is sad. Well, This was a week ago, Paul. Yeah. Listen on Thursday. <laughs> no, I wasn't there. Well, you'll have to go back and listen to the episode to find out. That that's my that's my virtual scavenger hunt for the day. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. We should get the library to add that one to make sure they uh, listen. Everybody listens to the podcast. Foolproof plan. Oh my! I, God. I'll put it. I'll put it in the registered students email thread. There you <laughs> go. Hey, listen to my podcast. Also, please stop spamming my email. <laughs> Oh, that would be funny. Supposedly, you can't do that. Red whole send a message to the entire list of all students anymore. Yeah, you know it happened. It ha- I think it's happened like twice in my Westcon career. But um, you know, such is life. Such is life. Pete, aren't you in charge of that too? Absolutely not. Oh. I have nothing to do with that. Yeah, come on, Pete. <laughs> not my fault. <laughs> you know, lots somebody. of things are my fault. This is not one yeah. of them. Don't you know who was in charge or who was whose fault it was? And you can name them here. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> that yeah, that's all I know that's going on. Yeah. Hey, that's not bad. We killed uh, 25 minutes right there. Look at us go. Yeah. We should have you guys check in tomorrow and see how you're feeling. 
Yeah, I'll email. I'll be like, so here's the thing. Um, can't be in the podcast for the next nine months. Um, I, <laughs> I need extensions I remember, in all my classes. I remember there was um, there's this like group of people that wouldn't get the COVID vaccine because they thought it was going to be like microchipping you or um, implanting like like 5G in your body or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I couldn't help but sit there. And I got like vaccinated to myself. I was just like, Hmm, I wonder where my Bluetooth capabilities are going to kick in. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't think about that at all. But you're uh, right. You sh- I should have. And I'm waiting until I can pick up like NASA signals. Right. And be tracked. Probably somebody's tracking us right now. Just makes me laugh. People like they're going to track you. I'm like, you have a credit card, a social security number. You take your phone everywhere with you. And what do you need to do anything? Oh yeah, a thing with a plastic card with all your information and your face like imprinted on it. If they wanted to track you, they already know where you are. <laughs> You're too smart to be a conspiracy theorist. I do love a good conspiracy theory. I do. What's your favorite run right now? Um. Well, I love Bigfoot. Bigfoot's always the number one. Aliens, always a good one. Mm -hmm. My dad and I got really oddly into the JFK assassination at one point. Like all those theories going around. I think the government did it, but that's no, nobody cares about that. (laughs) Um, Can't trust your government kids. Um, You can cut that out. But yeah, otherwise I do love, even if I know like it's not true or it's been proven wrong, I still love reading about it and just seeing all the thought that goes into it. People get really creative. They do. And um, it's the key is knowing it's not true, but still enjoying it. It's okay to enjoy it as long as you don't get too... Well, there were some conspiracy theories that ended up being true, like MK Ultra and like, you know, the government mind control and like drugs. They were like putting... Trying like monitoring like special tabs of like acid in like the seventies or eighties, I think, yeah. and that ended up being true. So you never know. Yeah, but the thing is, you find out about them before they really become conspiracy theories. Also accurate. Yeah, because there's always somebody. There's too many people involved in these things. Somebody's going to start yakking. Yeah. Otherwise, that's it from me on a quite odd ending. <laughs> All right, I'll see you guys soon. All right, see you later, Jacqueline. Okay, everyone, thanks for joining us this week. We'll have another great show next week. I'm Paul Steinmetz. That's Pete Puccio, and this is At WCSU. At WCSU is a production of WCSU Media, engineered by Peter Puccio and produced by Scott Volpe. Listen and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at WCSU Media and on the university's Facebook and Twitter pages. And feel free to reach out to us by email at podcasts at WCSU.edu. Thanks for listening. <laughs>